Uh, hi guys, welcome to the uh, Together with Aless. My name is Franklin Boatin, aka the King of Trainers. Um, I'm based in London, and today I have a very, very, very special guest to launch this podcast with Aless, Togetherness. Um, we have the one and only Cali Vegas. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Thank you for that. That's, that's quite the intro. So I'm good. Uh, and I'm glad to be here. Glad to be the first. Nothing like being the first, right? Yeah, no. We had to cover. We had to get you as the first, man. We had to get you as the first, you know. Um, so I think what we would do um, to start this, you know, is, 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 you know, with a less, a lot of people don't know the history of the brand. Um, and I'm always about history. So let's, let's start off with your history, like, and, and you know, so we can kind of get um, a picture about your history in um, the footwear game. And how uh, mine probably goes back. I'm an older guy around that. So mine is purely on the consumer side in terms of the 80s. I wanted to play t- tennis growing up. I actually grew up in Southeast Washington, D.C. So okay. I was a huge fan of tennis. So that yeah. probably first attracted me to trainers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say trainers. You know, we have tennis shoes. You guys have trainers. So yeah. a lot yeah. of the Euro brands I first learned through tennis, like, you know, be it Fila, LS, Theodore, Sergio Tacchini, mm-hmm. those brands. So I, I really started purely as a consumer, and I wanted to get all these uh, sneakers because I wanted to look like my favorite players, right? Yeah, I had So that. from there, it kind of yeah, it kind of just merged into, I, I guess, more telling stories around that. One thing that always fascinated me with sneakers, I think, is it's just not so much where'd you buy those, but why'd you buy those? I was always fascinated with why a person purchased one pair versus the other. You know, because 80s was more about a uniqueness. So mm-hmm. rarely did you see in a room full of 100 guys, you rarely see two people with the same shoe. It's just something you, you didn't really see. People mm-hmm. went out of their way to have something different and unique to their own. So mm-hmm. I, I think I, I started getting fascinated with that. I started writing blogs around that, like late 90s, early 2000. And then before the IG boom, there was um, sneaker forms. You know, yes. everybody was kind yeah. of connected, like uh, yeah. the sneaker forms. Crook and Tongue, I think, Crook was tongue. my first yeah. form. And those were, yeah, mostly European guys. So yes. I think it was rare to have an American guy who actually had trainers and was fascinated with the trainer mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. and knew a lot about that. So so from Crook and Tongues, I think I merged over to uh, ShoeGame.com. Those guys, yeah. uh, yes. mm-hmm. you know, shout out to them, G-Rock and, and those guys. And that became like sneaker family. And then... Through that, I think once IG kind of opened up, a lot of brands start reaching out directly to people, right? Mm-hmm. They start just yeah. kind of DMing you directly. LSBM1, who reached out to me, mm-hmm. more so because they wanted the OG models. Okay. They, they a lot of retro initially, and they wanted to get a mold of the OG models. So I, I, I helped a few brands kind of kickstart that. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, I guess upon more discussion, it kind of talked about really what the 80s were like, because I think you and I talked, as a matter of fact, first mm-hmm. time I came over to London, yeah. and talked a little about, because I think most people have the story of the 80s and that Euro invasion around 88 and yeah. 89, yeah. with hip hop boom. And yes, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and fact of the matter, it did get to a, a widespread audience, but prior to that, tennis. Yeah. Tennis was the boom. Because Becker, good. you know, Becker 85, she got the Becker top. Yeah, right yeah. And, uh, the Carlson top. I love that. This is my mm-hmm. favorite top. 
Uh, but that's where it started long before that. Like even when you look at a lot of the early models that we love and fell in love with, they were 82, 83, mm -hmm. 84, mm -hmm. you know, and they still continued to make great uh, models throughout the 80s and early 90s, a lot of these brands. But that boom, that curve happened a little before 88. Mm -hmm. I think that was some of the, why a lot of brands really kind of reached back out to me to really kind of tell that story or get an idea of that story. Mm. So that that in, with LS that was my connection. I, yes. I think around the tanker when they reached out to me about that shoot. Okay, no, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's it's funny because in the UK, a lot of people kind of look at they do. I mean, there was you know terrace culture, which is a football culture, yes. but people don't you know maybe some people don't understand that all the football terrace guys were wearing tennis shoes. You know, they were looking at yeah. the tennis players. You know, <laughs> right. and and I think sometimes the tennis actual history gets overlooked, you know, and yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I've, even though I look young, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. And I remember like when I was younger, looking at a lot of the kind of football guys before hip hop really kind of inf infiltrated the UK, a lot of people were wearing like the tennis type of gear, you know, like the, the, the tops like this and, 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 and yeah. Like that. yeah. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, 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 it's also important to kind of explain to the people like the impact of, because I keep on telling people, like, if you look at like OG um, uh, Americans like yourself, it was all about unique tennis shoes. Like yeah. it's not what happens now. Like a lot of these young kids, they want what everyone else has got, but it was about <laughs> unique tennis shoes. Can you kind of explain about like yeah. the searching and, Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. I think one of the biggest things then, it wasn't really looked at as a tradable commodity. I think when you look at sneakers now, people look at the resale versus mostly anything else. Back then, we looked at, from a fashion standpoint, we were going to buy this pair. And uh, to your point, uniqueness, we had to be in the U.S. because distribution wasn't as large spread, right? Mm -hmm. You had some big box stores, but there were a lot of mom and pop stores. And so a lot of times, I think even then, I, I don't think any Euro brands were doing analytics or statistics on inner city buying of, of the shoe. Yeah. You know, so you may get where you get a couple of different models from Fila, a couple from Sergio, but you, yeah. it wouldn't be as consistent. So you would have to really scour the city and go look for tennis shops Yeah. and, and, and running shops because then those were specialty shops where now... You may have a couple of those, one or two, but they're big chain stores where yeah. they may have the higher performance runner or the higher tennis shoe with the rackets. But back then it was more mom and pop based. So you could really fall into a place that no one had familiarity with and pick up pairs of uh, the, the Borg did doors that nobody had. And, yeah. and that was really the key to kind of be unique in first. So mm -hmm. we really spent Saturdays because then the, <laughs> one of the differences then, you know, you had no, you had no release date. No, most no. times, yeah. <laughs> so most times we looked in magazines, tennis world, running world, and we would yeah. see a shoe, but it wouldn't tell you if it's coming. You'd just yeah. see advertisement. So we'd go on the hunt and try to find that shoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, those, from those, those publications. And I think I think it's I think that's what's kind of missing um, with now because the internet has made things so the world so small. I remember yeah. when I was coming up, you know, you have to hunt for the shoe. And the excitement of seeing the new release, you know, there was a store here called Olympus Sports um, back in the day. And that okay. store was like the store and it used to do um, US imports. 
But like it, the first week it does US imports, it'll be half price to kind of test the pricing. And I remember I used to go, so I feel like yeah. Tuesdays, either Tuesdays or Thursdays. And I used to always try to, you know, every Saturday I'm like, mom, it's come in. We need to, we need to go to uh, Olympus. <laughs> and, um, and it was just the kind of discovery, like you see the shoe and it's, this, it's that whole, we found it, you moment. Do you get what I mean? Right, right. But now, you know, the internet, you know, it's, it's, it's the good, it's the good and the bad, you know, someone see posts on right. Instagram and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, but the, the, the treasure hunt, the treasure hunt's not there no more. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I always say it's, it's a good and bad that is a good analogy on the gift and the curse. It's kind of the gift and the curse, right? Yeah. So even for a lot of brands, they see something, they see the likes behind something and they make the assumption, if I bring that back, that's consumer dollars. And it's not always the case. Sometimes we, we like nostalgia for nostalgia. We don't necessarily want to relive that in some cases. But I just thought the Euro brands where they had really had the success at they weren't intended for streets. And when you hear a lot of brands say that now, oh, we're gonna bring it back to the streets. It, it spilled over to the streets. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. streets absolutely adopted that style, but it was because it, it was made for tennis players. It was mm -hmm. made for the Borgs, the Beckers. Those styles weren't made for inner city youth, but mm -hmm. that's what made them so fresh to us. To yeah. be like, wow, okay, I wanna dress yeah. like this guy, Yannick, Noah, you know, yeah. Arthur Ash, those guys in the full apparel, it's what we who we want it to be and so that's what i think is missed because a lot of times when you hear brands you know that's probably oh well the streets the streets well mm -hmm. that was kind of just uh by happenstance and it took off but it really was for those who were in tennis first there was a, a little small segment of us us who enjoy tennis who mm -hmm. really looked for a lot of that stuff because we we adored the players yeah and i mean like, I want to talk about also the price point of the shoes because I mean when I was younger and my mum loved tennis and and that's kind of obviously how I got my nickname you know when Boris Becker won won his championship in 85 and she'll buy me all of the shoes that that he wore I mean it was still pretty expensive you know you know for, yeah it was still pretty yeah so you know to get you know the less tankers back in then and they were pretty pricey for that time you know it hasn't really kind of yeah. moved much in price yeah absolutely i mean you know, you know why because the time one of the interesting byproducts of that even now as i go back in in hindsight and look into a lot of the shoes there was the theory that these were italian premium leather like mm. a lot of the euro lines even though most of the shoes were indonesia made yeah. in indonesia plants or taiwan but the thought was even there was even advertisement around '85. Yeah. I think Foot Locker had an ad where it said Italian Premium, mm. and I thought, oh, if the cows speak Italian, then this yeah. leather is going to be fantastic. So you yeah. paid a little more because up until that price point, you're right, it, it, you didn't see a lot of that. Like when the Fila, yeah. the, it was the original, but they changed it to T1. That came in at a hundred plus. I think yeah. New Balance was probably the first runner. Right. The yeah. 1300 really busted. The made, it, made in was USA. One thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that was, but most of the Euro brands could go 100 because, again, mm. it wasn't really made for that market space. But mm. once that market space caught on, they mm. just paid. But, uh, you know, I've told the story before. The first Fila sweatsuit I think I owned was $325. Wow. You know, it was, wow. that was for the sweatsuit. Wow. That's and that was in, that was in tennis stores, Racket and Jog and uh, uh, Players and Princess. It was just high priced, and you just accepted it as that because, again, we thought, Ah, this is Europe. This is how mm. they do. This mm. is Italian. This is Europe. This is how they do. So that's what I think 
the marketing, where the marketing strategy worked the best at, mm. where that market came over to the brands. It, it, it wasn't the other way around. They weren't making it to say, hey, this is for the streets. You know, it was like, hey, this is over here. And if you want it, come over here. You know, and we yeah. just thought, what are they doing over there? I want it. I'm going to go over here and pay that price for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I also want you to kind of um, talk about, because you're, you're, a, you're, you're a doctor um, and a professor, right? Yes. And, um, yes. Yeah. And I, I want you to talk about how the economic impact, because back then, you know, even though the boom, we thought it was a lot of shoes out. We thought like there was a lot of shoes. But now, <laughs> compared to now, it's just like, so I just want you to kind of explain the kind of impact economically. Like, well, it's insane. I, I think back then, of course, it was, it was a high-dollar a high business. But to your point, you're right. A lot of times when they put those price points, either you could afford it or you couldn't. You know, mm -hmm. and distribution wasn't a ton coming over here. So mm -hmm. most people, there was still enough brand diversity where people still had a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, if you couldn't afford Fila, then you got Reeboks, you got Avia. Is, you got Adidas, you got because once I'm feel like and, and Sergio Anna less was higher priced than those mm -hmm. shoes I'm naming now. Yeah, and Adidas models and in and, and the yeah. Nike models, you know, because I think the Jordan when it first came out was something like 49 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these shoes were, you know, the Euro brands had established a placement. Yeah. But again, there were so many different brands into Brooks, you know, these mm -hmm. different brands, people could find a, a comfortable niche. Mm -hmm. And at that time, because of the brand diversity, Brands put work into product and research. They weren't just giving you general, they were general releases then, not the collaborations and other things we hear today, but they were, some of them were just astounding models. You know, some yeah. of the tech that went into some of those 49 and 59.99 price points was amazing when you compare them to what's today. You yeah. know, like I tell people all the time, bespoke when they look people show me their bespoke air the air force ones yeah i got general release nikes from 91 69 that the level is comparable it's the same match mm -hmm. so i i think back then you know again there was a certain segment but there was enough diversity where it didn't drive the business so even though there was high end that's all right there were a lot of people who just kind of played in the middle they didn't they mm -hmm. didn't go up to the high end but where they just kind of stayed in the middle where now based on a lot of uh, uh, really the hype around a lot of shoes and how shoes are driven. Now mm -hmm. you got to play in that price point to even seem like you have something worth something no, or a lot of, yeah. you know, or a lot of people playing at price point for the resale. Yeah. So a lot of times when yeah. shoes go up the shelf, they're not, they're going to go on the foot for a quick picture mm -hmm. on IG. Look what I got. And then they're going to be sold to the next guy. It's not a lot of wearing. I tell people all the time, even when I walk around the city, when I teach, I've been teaching 17 years, doctor of education. I don't see half the young people in what I see on IG. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have those shoes, but they probably sold them or they're in a vault somewhere or they've got a bank loan. I, I don't know. It's just, so mm. now the market is purely driven by just not just the top, you know, the big stores making money. Everybody can make a buck in terms yeah. of that, what it seems. Everybody wants to make a buck versus you know, and, and what happened, quality goes out the window in a lot of cases. There's no real quality put in because you're not wearing it. You know, I think the interesting thing you talked about when I heard your story, your mom buying the trainers, mm. our moms were a lot of consumers for yeah. our first trainers and yeah. first high-end shoes. Yeah. So they know if you had, you came back with any problem or spoke ill about yeah. any pair that she spent some money on, oh. she's going back to the store and they're going to hear a mouthful about mm. that shoe and that shoe's going back to the company and they're yeah. going to have to try yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. So where now you don't really get a lot of, you know, people do the reviews and stuff on YouTube and things like that I watch, but you don't get a whole lot of feedback. Companies mm-hmm. don't because people aren't wearing them. Like yeah. I'm not seeing cats on the floor with, on the basketball courts with Jordans. I really haven't. Yeah, you know, I, know. I just don't see dudes balling in those yeah. at the Y or anywhere I'm around pickup games. I'm like, yeah. I don't see anybody with half of those shoes that they yeah. show. So it's true. It's true. I think that's the huge difference now. Now it's really opened up an industry where it's culture driven and everybody can make a dollar. So now it's like, ah, it's for the culture, but companies can make a dollar. The good of that is that they're, oh, it opens up other lanes too. There are a lot of people who've gotten creative and have other lanes and they should. Mm. Because I think just like the diversity in the 80s, there should be representation here. And this should for those who can retell the stories and those who can create, we should have that same type of representation. And I'm glad in, in a lot of cases we do, especially your upcoming show is, is my prime example of that. That's yeah. going to be, no. that's going to be I, something. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, speaking of, of, of upcoming shoes, I mean, I think, I think for me, um, a less in um, the eighties um, and nineties was like one of the, the premium brands. You know, yeah. and I think that sometimes, especially with, with today, with all the noise going on and things like that, when I kind of looked at um, the opportunity to, to be with you guys in the design council, right. I was like, OK, how can I really tap in to my personal history and then right. a less history and then be like, OK, so this is, um, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, I mean. Can you kind of explain the kind of relationship and how Aless reached out to you? Um, sure. For you? Sure. And that, that, that's one. Let me say shout out to, to the folks at Aless because they were one of the few brands as I, I go through the story that truly reached out and truly brought me into the fold. Because for years, I always tell people, you don't see me on the marquee, but there's probably 11 retros that come directly from my shoe, directly from my strategy conversations with these brands. But no mention of me when it's time to do the unveiling. And okay, oh, wow. I get that too. Oh, wow. So, so I think the one thing I liked about it, when they first reached out, and I think, and shout out to Jonathan, it was so funny. I've told the story. They were mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we're doing something in London. You know, we'd like to have you come over. It's a design council. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, I, and I said, what's the brand? And he said, alas. I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm not familiar with that brand. And he <laughs> says, well, you wear it all the time. Yeah. I said, wait, <laughs> at least. <laughs> He says, no, 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 it's LS. That, so that's the first mind blow for me. And it, most people who come up in our, my area here in the U.S. that it's LS. We yeah. were like Elise. And Elise. I literally told yeah. him, I said, well, I don't know your brand. And he says, it's LS. I said, nah, I'm still drawing a blank. <laughs> then he's like, oh, look on your post. I said, oh, but this was Elise. Yeah, and, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and so he said, we're going to do this thing in London. We're going to bring some people out and you'll get the design of shoe. And I said, all right, it'll be a great trip. He wants you to come over and we'll get you to do some speaking as well about the eighties in the tennis era. So mm-hmm. I thought, all right. So I came over and got to meet the group. I met you there as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think eight, uh, it were eight more people, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, Woody yeah. from Sneaker Freaker, High Sobriety guys. I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, Julie, Sneaker Queen, Kiss yeah. Cass, of course. Yeah. I, uh, so, we all got together 
I've been in that room, you know, they gave us an opportunity, which I thought was cool, that you mm. could design a shoe, any shoe of your own, and they gave us any printed material we could use. And mm. at that very moment, I thought, even at the table, I said, what if I could get a design that really encompassed, you know, the history, tennis, yeah. and, and how that meant to me. And I, and I had that opportunity. I contacted my partner here in the States, uh, mm. Will, and I said, look, I want to design the shoe. I'm getting an opportunity, friends and family thing, but I want to talk about it was the tanker that we were doing, the, the tanker, tanker. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so uh, I got the, I had the tanker behind me. I don't know if people have yeah. seen it. Yeah. I'll show at the OG. This is the OG model. Woo! Oh, yeah. This is 1982. Mm -hmm. And you know the funny thing now, when we listen, when I'm online, it's almost hilarious when young kids come in and say, oh, that's the power phase. Yeah. Now, this is not the power phase. Yeah. No, this, this is 1982. There was nothing like this mm. in 82. Yeah, Sadler was truly, you know, I've, I've spoken before, a genius, truly mm -hmm. a genius. So that's an iconic shoe and have the opportunity to uh, get to revision that shoe and redesign that shoe. I thought that's an opportunity too good to pass up. So mm -hmm. I jumped on the chance and we got the revision. I'm going to show mine now. Thank you, yes. Shameless plug. But yeah, we got the revision. Yeah. We got take, the revision. And, take, us, you know, take us through, take us through what you did. Sure. So. First thing in front, and again, shout out to Will Cooper, Solon Campus, my man. We went with the long hair nice. suede, the green, because, you know, we thought of grass courts. Coming up, mm -hmm. we used to have to play on grass courts, right? Mm -hmm. That's my time spent. And on the tongue, you can see mm. we took the tennis nets. Yes. Tennis nets, because, yes. again, it's a tennis shoe. I think oftentimes we forget that in this world. That these are tennis shoes. They're designed mm -hmm. for tennis. Kept the, did the gum sole, but kept what Sadler did. And Sadler was innovative because this is really the first cross-functional shoe that I've mm -hmm. come across. Mm -hmm. And again, 1982. So we kept some of that. And on the side there, you can see our apparel company. If it's still yeah. Bitstonia and LS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and got to do that. And I thought that was a pretty, that was a great experience. Not a pretty neat experience, but a yeah, very yeah. good experience. Yeah. And it got to tell because... That's where I think the separation of people, it's tennis. That was mm -hmm. tennis first. So mm -hmm. even when you look at those years, that's 82. We mm -hmm. were already into the style of, of, of Euro brands. But 88, of course, is where it really blew out yeah. of the yeah. water. So no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, and, and also, I mean, you know, one thing I do like about, about the design council, it was a, it was such a good, I, I really do have to take my hat off to, to LS because, it's like, I think they really thought about the type of people that, you know, some of some, right. some young people in there, there were right. some like, you know, like, like ourselves. And they really thought about the, they didn't go for, um, you know, forgive me for saying like, just hype beasts. Do you get, oh, I mean, you I know, you. <laughs> yeah, they went for, for people who have put work into the, to the communities and, and I have to pick them up and shout out all the other people on the design council as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, and what I like best, and I've, I've shared this since I've been back. And again, I'm, I've, I've been around these sneakers a long time. Again, mm. I said from Crooked Tongue, even before then, there was a before guy, it. Dallas Penn. Yeah, and others Dallas, Dallas. Locked. Yeah. Dallas, yeah, right. Dallas. Dallas Penn and others. Yeah. And obviously, Clark Kent is a guy I talked Down to Clark. all the time. Yeah. And so what I liked about, and I told him, with the European, there's no egos there that were in the room. And there were no egos when I met, like when I met yourself, Kish Cass, Julie, mm. all just very laid back. So the whole vibe was just a good move to really yeah. create something. Nobody was there with an air about, 
you know, I'm here and I'm this person, that person. Everybody was there was pretty down to earth. And that's what I think made the experience all the more better. And the less really, you know, like I said, they really rolled out the carpet for us to, yeah. you know, come over and, and even take yeah. part in that. So, yeah. You know, cool. you know, in the beginning, I, I'll be honest, like when I went, I didn't know we were going to actually get our own shoe. Like, and, uh, and to actually, you know, like when I was asking, I said, can we do anything? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, you can do anything. Like, I'm like, like, are you sure? Like, like you know, and, and in my head, I was thinking like wild, crazy, crazy ideas, you know, and then, then I'll, bring, I'll bring my shoe out just so that people can see. Absolutely. Because yours, I, I didn't know the story. Like mm -hmm. when I saw you until I, once I got the story, I mean, I was blown away even more. So mm -hmm. put the story behind that for those who may not yeah. know. The story is yeah. fantastic. Thank you. So, um, no, I appreciate that, man. Um, so, Basically, for, for everyone who doesn't know who's watching this blog for the first time, I mean, podcast, sorry, for the first time. Um, so my, my shoe, um, it, it, it really is about um, like the history. And I think sometimes being um, a young black man from London, a lot of people may assume that I'm like, I'm just about basketball or football or do you get what I mean? And what what my mum did is she loved tennis like literally like if tennis was on or Wimbledon was on or anything like that was on it was all about that channel like nothing is moving in the house unless you know unless like <laughs> tennis is on so you know um coming up Boris Becker won his first championship in 1985 um what a lot of people don't know he he had a a, a dual deal he had his footwear was with someone else I'm not going to mention the names but his clothing was with um, LS. And, um, you know, being a 17 year old, um, I think it was a wild card at the time, um, to then win the, the championship, the Wimbledon champion, the most prestigious, um, tennis cha championship in the world. Um, it was unprecedented, you know, and like that moment, you know, he, he, there's a part when he wins the championship and he holds the, the Wimbledon cup over his head. And he's wearing this, he's wearing this top, the original of this top. Right. And um, I remember my mum, she was so delighted with, with that championship. And I, I kind of was like, okay, I have to kind of remember to connect it back. So what I did is I done the shoe. I don't know if you can see the lights probably bright, but it's, it's like dark blue to represent the arms and light blue. Right. And then um, the, the laces are the gold um, championship, the gold right. cup that he held, you know, so... So that was the first part, which is 1985. But then I remember in 1995, unfortunately, he lost, um, you know, he lost the, the championship um, yep. to Pete Sampras, yep. the, Wimbledon, the Wimbledon final, Prince Sampras. And I remember, like, from that period of 85 to 1995, my mum would be buying me what all the tennis players were wearing, you know. So I kind of put that on, on the back, you know. Yep. Um, and then, I mean... To be honest, like when I put it, you know, when it, the it launched, it launched uh, the camp, the campaign launched last was it February? Yeah, it was February. And um, I remember when I announced my collaboration, I didn't really, I wasn't prepared myself um, with, <laughs> I wasn't prepared myself with the kind of um, response that I'll be getting, you know. So it really took me aback. It took it took it took me aback, and I was like whoa what's happened here you know it was it was it was crazy so 
um, you know, shout out to Aless. They they noticed that type of response and they really they said, yo, we're gonna put your your shoe into production. So, you know, uh fingers crossed it should be out later on this year, possibly around October, which is my birthday. So it's a double celebration, you know. Oh. But don't worry, man, I'm gonna make sure you you and uh will get your pair. So don't worry, yeah, you, you got a pair. This I'm is official. I'm saying it I'm saying it live, so you, you got it on record. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate it. But I mean, it's thanks to I you. Know. It's thanks to you. I think I think it's it's important that I I acknowledge and give you your accolades and your and your roses because you really <laughs> you really put some heat on them. <laughs> you you really- know what? I I I I pushed them to do the obvious. That's my thought. When I saw mm-hmm. that, like I, I I knew you had a following because I, I get to watch you. But to your mm-hmm. point. I look, first it was around 200 comments. And I said, again, if you're talking analytics and, you know, as everybody talks analytics now, I said, ah, 200, that's probably 50 shoes, I guess. And I, I looked again, it's 300. Yeah. Oh, it's quite a bit. Looked again, 400 yeah. comments now. The likes yeah. are through the roof, but the yeah, comments. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So when, for me, I always think when people take the additional time to comment, that's a mm. little more than a like. Correct, and these correct. comments are give me, give me, give me in cases, and, and mm. people showing your accolades for the time in. Mm. I, 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 I sent something to Jonathan. I said, "Hey, are you up? You guys watching this?" I said, yeah. "This is a whole movement right here, mm. a whole movement." <laughs> and then it, it, it was six hundred, yeah. and that's why I, I said, "Listen, you can't tell me that mm. two hundred shoes wouldn't have left today if, yeah. if you monetize today." I said, "He is a whole movement of people behind him." Which mm. is, which I love to see. That's amazing to me because yeah. that to me is what this comes down to. There've been so mm-hmm. many people like yourself and others who've been telling sneaker stories, kick stories, and just sharing mm-hmm. all these things and such passion would do it anyway. You know, you're a guy, if, if there wasn't a camera and there wasn't a room full of people, man, this is what you just do. Yeah, yeah. That's just right. do this. You yeah. love sneakers. You have the same passion whether it's one or two people. I knew that when we met. When mm. we met, I already, I said, all right, this is a genuine guy. You meet a lot of people, there are people I've met in life, yeah. just in this industry, and immediately I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I'm just turned out. I don't even want to hear it. But when mm. we talk, I said, yo, this guy, this is a genuine dude, right? Mm. I appreciate it. So, yeah, that. so I, I kind of, I, I, I just question, what are you, what are you guys going to do about that? Because that mm. shoes could have been out the window. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so they, they came around. Jonathan, Jonathan's a smart guy. Shout out to him. And, and yes, Alex is yes, smart. Yes. But I think. Yeah. You know, what I've tried to share that sometimes that passion will override what's happening now. Now, when you say now, and this is no not for you, I love the young people. But mm. most times, even if you were born January 1st, 1980, mm. by January 1st, 1990, you were only 10. So mm. your affinity for LS and some of those, you, you're not going to have it. It's a guy who was preteens mm. or kid getting shoes in 84, 85, 86. They're going to have a different affinity. So I said, sometimes you have to start there. Yeah. And that passion can carry over. But start there. But don't always start, oh, here's a 19-year-old. They have 80,000 followers. Yeah. So, so what? So yeah. what? <laughs> you know what I'm Versus yeah. a guy who's like you who spent all this time talking about this era, who yeah. has the Becker story. I love Becker. So I knew he yeah. needed that jacket. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. that, the Colson jacket. That's, That's a guy who could sell to me, you understand? Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, no knock to young people. Again, mm-hmm. we need them in life. So, yeah. so shout out my students and, and everybody. But I just thought that's that's authenticity you need for mm-hmm. your brand because your brand is no longer what it was then. You can't just say, drop something in the store like Sadler in 82 and just leave it yeah. there and think 
people are going to gravitate. No, you have to tell why. Like yeah. I told him, even with that jacket, when you told the story, that I connect. That's yeah. it. Holding the cup, that's a connection. Yeah. Why? That's tennis. Start yeah. there, and who better to start with than you? And that's yeah. an entire yeah. movement. That's how it should yeah. be done in some cases, you know? Thank so you, shout out to you, shout out to him. But like I told you before, you yeah. had already done that. My help mm -hmm. was just pointing out the obvious. I, yeah. I didn't create. You've been the king, and that's your kingdom. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to them, man. They, they, yeah. They're nuts. I've never seen... And I've been on a lot of timelines. I spent a lot. I've never seen a movement like that, man. I mean, literally, I was going to the barber shop. It was 200, then 300 yeah. by a guy. I sat down. I wasn't even ready for a haircut. 200. Yeah. By the time I got my haircut, and I don't have a lot of hair. 500. <laughs> I said, this I said, yeah. look, look, when I told them, when the lesson was showing the collaborations, when they, mm -hmm. they finally decided they were showing design council, I said, man, don't put us behind Franklin. Put us somewhere like, before that guy or put me three places behind him. Do not show me right behind that guy, man. I was nah, like right. a whole kid. <laughs> and what they do? They show me right behind him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you, you know, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I also want to um, shout out, yeah, definitely shout out the kingdom and, and, and everyone. I'm very grateful. I also want to shout out my guy, Emil, because we put together like a video where it shows my mom. Oh, yeah um and like she kind of explains her part and stuff and he i mean literally he put that together in two days like yeah. it was yeah he's, he's an amazing videographer shout out mill he's also the creator of soul seekers film i have to shout him out amazing guy you know we have oh yeah yeah because because when i saw that that's i shared that link because you had gave me the link it wasn't fully up yet i yeah. I, I remember sending that link over to uh I said, John, I said, man, take a look at this. Are you kidding me? I'm going to buy that. If I didn't even know that cat, look at his, his, his mom's story is enough for me to yeah. buy a pair. When yeah. she told the story, that's, that, I laughed a bit because she was she still looked a bit disappointed that Becker lost yeah. 95. My mom hasn't let that go yet. Yeah. But, uh, but I just thought, how wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, again, that takes me to what I talked about initially. Mm -hmm. Why'd you get those? Not mm -hmm. where, why'd you get those? Yeah. Then I got it. Then the whole King of Trainers thing made sense. Because when I first met, I talked about it. I said, King of Trainers, maybe yeah. he's got a lot of shoes. I don't quite get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saw that story. I said, oh, I got it. Now yeah. I got why he's called that. And it makes absolute sense. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to your yeah. mom and to the video, the guy who did the video. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Guy. Yeah, man. I mean, I think sometimes as well, you know, because it's a nickname, you know, um, and some people take it the wrong way, especially in London. A lot of people got egos, so they, they right, think right, that right. they think that I'm all about myself and stuff. But then I think once they actually follow me, they they know that I'm about the community and the people, and I try right, my right. Best to to highlight different things about the community. Of course, of course. So so moving on, I see you've got some gems. <laughs> yeah, I see you've got some something in the background. Um, what, what what have you got? What, 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 what you got for us? What I wanted to talk a little bit about, because again, I think we've talked about, when you think about it last, the tennis story is being covered now, and it'll be covered even more with your, your collaboration, your tanky collaboration coming, and, and those things. I think tennis is pretty solidified. Most people connect them with tennis and skiing. Like yeah. With skiing, they were very connected. But I think with runners, mm -hmm. when you think of runners, especially 80 485 there wasn't really a lifestyle category think mm -hmm. about 8485 you had gym shoes yeah we, we call runners track shoes that you could wear yeah. and you had basketball shoes but you didn't really have lifestyle like people weren't adapting runners and saying oh i'm just gonna wear these with jeans most of the mm -hmm. times if you had runners 
you were doing something in gym and you mm -hmm. brought them to school. It really wasn't your shoe to hang around. We wore shell toes and different other Air Force and some things. So I brought some of their runners because I think innovation wise, what I want to show you is just how they were ahead of the curve even then that they don't yeah. often get credited for. So I'll, I'll start. Yeah. I'll start in 84, because 84 was a big year. It's the New York Marathon. And this ah. is the OG pair of the NYC. Look at the bottoms. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Woo! Uh, the yeah. apple and everything. So this is the OG pair, 1984. Wow. Included, everybody did the little trifolds then. Mm -hmm. So this pair, though, what I, what I would point out to people when you think about this, because I think in 84, they had the winner, was Gian, Gianni Pauli, from, mm -hmm. uh, who ran sponsored by Aless. Okay. So Aless okay. broke the shoe. And when you think about, you know, when we think about lifestyle shoes now, in 84, you used to wear, like, through the summer, your runners. You would wear them, and then you would discard them and put on heavier shoes. Okay, yeah. In yeah. America, especially yeah. up north, the winters got a little bit cold. But these, mm -hmm. they were the first to start. New Balance came in 85, so we get the time dates right. This is 84. Mm. This blue steel, New Balance 1300 is 85. Mm. So this one, the heavier material, they start utilizing i love the blue steel by the way too mm -hmm. and so you can see it's a good the way aesthetically they got everything to mash they mm -hmm. got the mash they got the suede and this suede you can already tell as i rub my fingers across yeah you can that's suede that's 84 <laughs> it's still a wearable shoe i still wow. wear the shoe wow and so uh i thought they were one of the first who did such a, a fascinating job of meshing materials together and mm -hmm. so that's 84 mm -hmm. so that's one of my favorites another one from another marathon, this is Vichita. Uh, Vichita, mm -hmm. if I'm saying it right, Vichita, which is a. It's in Hungary. It's a marathon in Hungary. It started back, I think, in the '60s, but '84, '85, at least, uh, LS started putting sponsorship to it. So this shoe again, look at the mesh. It looks a lot like the marathon, but again, it's such a heavy quality shoe for a runner. Because even then, they put a lot of performance into mm -hmm. shoes because people weren't buying for lifestyle you were buying and you were ultimately you, some people were going to run in this shoe mm -hmm. others may you know start adapting it as fashion but this one is 1985 and again i like the little colorways but the mm -hmm. leather and the mm -hmm. nylon you know had the screen yeah. the mesh and you can, then see, the you can see the quality on that yeah you can tell i mean it's 1985 and it's just as solid quality. as today so that one, again, is another one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. This one, again, they've retroed a couple times. And this one, it's funny looking back because this would have told me the name of the company. This is the, this is the LS-117, yes. ah. L period S-117. I would have known the name of the company had I looked here. Yeah. This, of course, this was made in Taiwan, but I never thought about that. It's the mm -hmm. LS-117. It would have told me the name of the company. So. Again, another shoe where you look, I mean, just the mesh of materials are just so outstanding for the time when they, when they were putting together their runners. And these wow. became, for me, early lifestyle shoes, right? Mm -hmm. So that one, again, I, I think is one of my favorites. This one, too, Franco Fava. This was okay. an Italian runner in terms Ooh, of that. Look at the colorway. as well. Yeah, look at the color <laughs> and then the molded heel. Difference, it's light too. It's one of the lighter runners. They've okay. redone this shoe a couple times in 2003, what, 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 I think. What year is that one? Uh, this one, let me look for At least keeps the year under the, if, if you guys were able to look, it's under the tag and mm -hmm. to the back. 
Okay, this is uh, 93. Okay. So, wow. so it may have been an 80s drop, but this one is 93. And I know they did it in 2003. Maybe they do it every 10 years. So okay. In 2013. But just the plusness, and it's one Ooh. of those colorways that are different. But I love the mold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this shoe. And, and again, they've done it a couple times. They even had a pack where somebody got in and did a famous pack of them. And then the last one, because I, I picked out five. Hard to pick just my five. Yeah. This one yeah. I love. This is the Hydra. Top this is five. 1994. But this oh, is yeah. All I remember, that. I remember it, those with a big logo. Yeah. yeah. Right. I love the logo, and it's cream. You know, if you can Ooh. see the lighting may be off a little, but this mm. is a whole cream shoe. And I think that's one color that often sometimes doesn't get utilized enough, yeah. but it's an entirely cream shoe, but it's an all leather runner. Cream. And again, they're all built. Yeah, it's cream color and colorway. So I thought that was so unique. Like Fila is the one who kind of jumped out in 84 mm -hmm. when they did yeah. a whole cream T1. But mm. those are my five favorites. And I think, again, it's one area where Les probably doesn't get credited because we mm -hmm. think of New Balance and we think of Nike, obviously. Yeah. the runners and, and Sacconi and other companies mm -hmm. but I thought in terms of the aesthetic innovation of mm -hmm. the shoe I can't say for performance New Balance obviously mm -hmm. did a lot of performance but aesthetically yeah. very few who could match them yeah. Yeah. In, in the 80s what they were doing was fascinating amazing mm -hmm. no I've, no thank you so much thanks so much for sharing I'm 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 learning right now like I'm so grateful like because <laughs> whew, that 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 red and blue one is crazy I mean, so 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 the shoes there. What do you know the type of price points they were back in the in in those days? Um, I think I think all under a hundred actually. Mm. All those mm. were under a hundred. That's, that's honest, because the again, mm. Yeah, the New Balance really kind of broke the ceiling for runners in my experience. Now there may be others. I'm speaking only in my experience for '80s because when. The Blue Steel came out in in '85. I want to say that was maybe 139 bucks, or if not more. I know it says something about break the bank or finance the shoe. It was one of the highest, you know, uh, retail shoes. So, but a lot of those are less you could find. But the difficulty was you had to find them. Like yeah. the distribution wasn't really consistent. So we literally went on, you know, sneaker hunts. We had to try to find where you could mm. find that shoe. Yeah. And and a lot of times with LS, you it really took some work. But it was work mm. worth doing because I knew, you know, quality was so good. But it mm. really took a lot of work to find some yeah. of the shoes. They weren't in places yeah. you would normally go. I know. I mean, and, and that's that's one thing that I I really do miss about the, the kind of footwear or trainer culture or sneaker culture, what, whatever people want to say. It's those hunts, man. I mean, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to travel quite young. So I would be going to like, I'll come over to New York, you know, for my summer holidays, you know, and I'll be like with my, with my sister and we'll be going to all the stores, like, you know, because back, what people don't understand is, is, is back in the eighties and nineties, you, if you bought a shoe from, even if it was a European shoe and you bought the shoe in the States, it won't come out back in Europe because it was they, you know, they'll kind of break it out, you know, in, in 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 America, and then they'll bring it back to see, you know, if it does the UK market. So I would just be buying shoes. I'd be like, oh my god, I ain't seen this here, you know. Buy it, bring it back. Then six months later, it comes in the stores, you know. So, and it's just those hunts, man. I, I mean, that's one thing I, I miss. I mean, that you could still get it now sometimes, you know. Yeah. But I think I miss when you kind of go to. 
a store just in the middle of nowhere and then they just have a crazy selection of trainers yeah. and sneakers and stuff so yeah because that was it that 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 was the thrill because oftentimes again you didn't go with a set mind of what you were looking for because yeah. you didn't know you, you may have saw know. something on tv or something in a magazine but you had no idea so oftentimes whatever you went for you may leave with something else and you weren't wear it out the store remember that now people yeah. don't even lace up shoes yeah <laughs> i was going out the store with whatever new pair but yeah. most times it may have been something totally different i just happened to look around and say oh i, I didn't you know you didn't realize this was coming or that was coming where now people know months in advance what's coming or weeks and I think it takes some of the thrill out, some of it, but you know, there's, there's still those who are very passionate. Cause for me, footwear is really an expression of you, wherever you go. Even when I went to London, when I got to, over there with you guys, I yeah. go down at everybody's footwear. Yeah. I always do that in line. Even yeah. when students come in, I could have 50 in a class. Yeah. I always check the, the guys yeah. looking like what kind of sneakers like, and to try to, you know, not to be prejudging, but I always try to get, you know, a reflection of who they are by your sneakers. Like, I can almost tell, like, you know, but yeah. as you spoke about lately, everybody comes in with Concords or the yeah. 11s or the 3s or the same versus yeah. where, you know, there was a time need- where so many different pairs. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, I, you know, to be honest, I don't even blame some of these young, these young kids because sometimes some of the brands, the advertising is so aggressive it doesn't give yeah. them a choice anyway. You know, it's like, you're either, you're either going to buy it or you're not, you know. So, you know, I don't, I don't actually blame them, man. Um, no, no, I, I, think, I think, like I said, it's the era you brought up in it. And for some, this is their best era, and it should be. I mean, you know, but I think sometimes it doesn't hurt to seek out a little more information. If I have one thing I'd say, pet peeve, is like I said, I, I went out to one posting of the Sadler, and you had people saying, oh, well, that's the Adidas power fit. No, it's not. No, it's not. Just do a little homework. Mark yeah. Sadler was first, and then mm-hmm. those shoes came as, yeah. you know, uh, copiers of that. So even mm-hmm. when you talk about runners, you know, it's like, come on, people just try to guess. So that looks like this. That's yeah. because your frame of reference is maybe a little smaller. It doesn't hurt to go and just look. Google is there for a reason. You can Google it. And, and, if you need to. And, and, and that's the thing. I think sometimes, you know, the, 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 it's not even a bad thing, but the bad thing about social media is people take social media as gospel, you know, where, yeah. where someone will yeah. post something and be like, because I see it a lot, you know. I mean, yeah. the thing I say about myself without kind of blowing my own horn, I always say I've got receipts and that's pictures from... Right. The, the 80s and you know we, you know I've got I the, saw the young you with the yeah. pumas. Did you ever figure out those? Did we figure yeah, out no, what I, that was? I, I didn't really. Like I think, yeah, I think it was the Vaders, but I haven't really kind of gone deeper uh-huh. into it. But yeah, uh-huh. so and and I think sometimes with social media, what happens is the reason why we we have people not knowing the history is someone would kind of fake the history and be like, oh, this is the the shoe that right, right. set you know set the trends and. Yeah. And I'll be like, uh, nah, like I know, like I've I was there. Do you get what I mean? Uh, but you know, uh, but it's it's all part. Sometimes I think that's the excitement I get from what I do is is I don't mind schooling them without being too um, you know, kind of preachy, you know. Right. And just be like, yo, this is this is the real history. You gotta kinda check it out. But I enjoy it. I, I, I love, I love these conversations. And uh, yeah, that, that's for me. I mean, one thing that keeps me around social media, I'm an older guy, but I just love kick stories. And I mm. think one time what we didn't have in the eighties that I love, we have now, we have now 
the ability for people to have a platform and tell stories because something was happening in DC or New York doesn't mean the same thing couldn't have been happening in California or Wisconsin. We just didn't know it. So like now one of the things that probably fascinates me more is Detroit and their whole sneaker thing. Like I I follow so many guys from Detroit, TikTok, Mm -hmm. 1973, yeah. I know tag names versus names, but Ty yeah. Mopkins, those guys, when they share the top 10 history or the mm-hmm. Bila history, it's mm-hmm. like, it, it, for me, I love soaking that up because I didn't have any idea. Like, during mm-hmm. my youth, I didn't travel to Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't travel to L.A., really, so I wouldn't have known, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of, when I kind of post OG shoes from 85 and 86 and others come in from other regions, yeah. international, or yeah. domestic U.S., I'm always amazed when people say, oh, I remember that, or here's yeah. how we did that. And, and yeah. that I, that, that's what I love most about sneakers. So when we got to do Design Council at LS, that's what I loved about that. I was going to hear different people and how LS, the brand, connected us, mm. and then how sneakers just connect us in general. You yeah. know, sneakers, uh, you're in London right now. I'm in Atlanta yeah talking about sneakers who would have thought 20 years ago you probably would have said get out of here yeah with that interest people yeah it's true it's 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 where we live in right no it's a massive it's a massive subculture also i appreciate that guy you tagged me into his page like he's got some crazy pieces man yeah it's It's dexter mm -hmm. v on bush shell dexter v on bush shell which i mean i've not even today when you see the tennis pieces this guy dexter v on bush shell I, I'm, I'm blown away. Crazy. He has entire pieces. Yeah, the just, full set, know, the kit. The, the whole set, the right. Kit, the, yeah. I'm like, right. he must have, you know, sometimes some of these guys, he either had, uh, uh, you know, maybe him, he was a ball boy or his dad was a, you know, because he's got some priceless. I mean, he's, priceless. yeah, the whole pieces. Like, like yeah. I, I I think I reached out to LS one time just, just to, they cue them in to say, hey, you need to connect with this dude. He has mm. like archive pieces that, mm. of things that I didn't even, they weren't as easy accessible retail. Like the yep. day he's showing like Borg and some of that stuff. I, I don't, he <laughs> told me where he got it. I still, I still think he's a magician of sort, but yeah. <laughs> a very cool guy for those who follow. So you got to get his name. By the time it shows, you got to put his yeah, name. Yeah, no, I'll, we'll, because, we'll, we'll make sure we edit, we edit that in, man. Right, because, because his account is like nothing I've ever seen. I've never seen it. And I, 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 I said, I seen some personal collectors, but he rivals them. And then stores like there's 80, what is that? 80 casual corner who I love those guys, Neil yeah. and those guys, but mm-hmm. this cat, yeah, he's stuff. I mean, I, I would put him first and foremost. Mm. I love his page because yeah. it takes me to that era mm. of, of things. And, you know, I just love that era. I think that was a real, a yeah. big era for fashion. Tennis was real rival, fierce. You know, mm. when you think about the personalities, Yannick, uh, yeah. Jimmy Connors, yeah. Uh, yeah. Boris Becker, yeah. uh, Vilas, Vlander. It was so yeah. many, you know, no, Agassi. No. What's, Agassi and what's, what's, what's the American? You cannot be John Mackerel. Mackerel. We can't forget Mackerel. Mac- yeah, Mac. Yeah, Mac. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Mac. Yeah, so, it was so many big personalities. I think that's what really propelled a lot of us early mm-hmm. wearers or consumers of of Euro brands. That was yeah. so huge in terms of bigger than life, and uh, you know, it's come full circle now where it, it became lifestyle. Where lifestyle became a category, but then we weren't even thinking in terms of that. We yeah. were just buying runners yeah, and just and wearing them with jeans. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> that's what you did so and, now it's all and you know sometimes i'll be honest like because i'm i'm from you know Ghanaian heritage and what my dad used to do is right. as soon as my shoes started to get a bit battered he'd be like 
Kujo, we're taking them to Ghana. And that, you know, I'm thinking the amount of shoes that OG pairs that he took to Ghana, and I'm like, no, you know. But you know, back then you're like, okay, it's okay. Like, but now you're thinking, no, you know, like, so. <laughs> I think that's what probably has helped me through the, I've, I've been a hoarder. Mm. So even there, even when there was no reason for that, like now there are a lot of collectors. So I, I always cringe when people say collector. Right? Yeah, I, I cringe because yeah, yeah. I wear these. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't think of it as a collection. I think of it as just an extended rotation. Mm. So I've always kept shoes because it just transports me to a time where, mm. yeah. So when I put them on, and most times, let's be honest, my OGs are gonna anything that they make duplicate. I, mm. I'm really gonna have a preference for my OGs. Yeah. In terms yeah. Of yeah. This is the first time coming around with the, you know, shoes in the fall where, where mm -hmm. yours is on deck, where I'm mm -hmm. really excited about Euro brands because it's reimagined. It's, it's, it's yeah. the now, you know, it's it's the, yeah. 80s. sadly it was 80s, but mm -hmm. it's the 2020 telling of that yeah. through, through voices and people that should be able to tell that story. It's a very I'm fascinating sure. story and, and Becker should be proud. I even know. Well, I'm waiting. Actually, he might can't say, but he should be very proud. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm waiting for him to, to get back to me. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> so um, go ahead. So what's the future for, for, for yourself and, and your brand? And, 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 you know, what's the future for you guys? Well, I mean, right now, I, I, I think, I, I, think I, I was talking to my partner the other day and we were telling him, I mean, we're still in talks with Alas and I hope that comes to fruition. Mm. Uh, yeah. for, I'm, for I'm pressing him for that. Well. I'm pressing him for that. Yeah, yeah and I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I think that, that'll come to fruition. I mean, we mm. have our apparel line that'll be out pretty soon. Mm. Of course, the virus kind of stopped up wow. a lot of things, but Ooh. we still have those things in motion. But Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's slowed down, but I, I told him the other day, as serious I'm telling you, I said, you know what? I said, Franklin's thing is going to be the change in how brands go forward. I said, it may not impact Nike, Adidas, because mm -hmm. they do their own thing. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of already has. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to you soon. It kind of already has impacted them. I can't no, really. I, I can tell. Trust, trust. I know. Yeah. <laughs> trust, I know. Yeah. But I, I said, I said, it's gonna be the change now because mm. now you representation matters, and now you have to look at networks, not who has a million followers. Yeah. Who has networks ready mm. to patronize and support that person, and mm. and and who's you know, and you put in enough work for that. It was. Mm. It's not overnight. You know, you shown that this is not overnight. You can go back, like you said, you have not only receipts of pictures, you have digital receipts. Your name yeah. pops up time yeah. back, 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 back. So it's yeah. never an overnight thing. But I think yeah. it is times yeah. companies look at that versus who's a friend of mm -hmm. Kanye or who knows this person. Mm -hmm. I don't care. That's not yeah. gonna make me buy shoes, but who has a story? And yeah. your and yours would make me buy that. The decade I story, it. I love Becker. I said, Oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I would get that because that story resonates with me versus, mm -hmm. hey, I hung out with Kanye. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make me want to buy a shoe for you. And that's, uh, and that's no knock to people. But yeah. I'm saying the market was too driven by plugs and industry insiders mm -hmm. and who knows this person and that mm -hmm. person. Right. But at the end of the day, I used to tell brands, take away what you've given away for photo ops that you mm -hmm. sent people. How yeah. many people really brought your product? How yeah. many people brought your product? Mm -hmm. Or because somebody sells a thousand records in a week and they have mm -hmm. a thousand, what does that mean for you? That's not mm -hmm. a dollar for you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. really look at who has social networks, yeah. 
with real authentic followers mm. and who's yeah. seen as authentic that yeah. people would say, hey, you know what? I would support that guy. Mm. You, yeah. you're, you're the first of what I'm going to believe is many. It's going to uh, be the first of many. Uh, and, and thank I, you. Unless you'd be happy to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Get ahead of no. the curve unless you'd be happy. Thank you so much, man. Like, no, I think, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. Um, and you know, I think it's, it's just, it's just something that, you know, hopefully other, other brands can see, but I'm just happy. Unless saw it. And, um, you know, and I'm going, I'm going forward with my first collaboration with them. So I'm, I'm, I, I want to salute. I congrats. Man. Yeah. Um, congrats. That, that's well earned. So congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, I think we'll end it on that note, man. I mean, um, you know, I just want to say a massive thank you. Um, you know, we have the same name, Frank, uh, Franklin. Cali <laughs> <laughs> right. Vegas, world famous. Um, you know what's so, what's so funny about that? We, now the tag name has become so synonymous. Like, mm -hmm. even when I visited you the first time in London, I was in the airport. I remember calling Jonathan, and I'm like, look, man, I'm waiting for the car, you know, because they were saying, oh, we're on a time crunch. Yeah. I kept, he said, the driver's there. You know, I said, I don't see him. And mm -hmm. I called the service and they said, oh, I said, I'm Dr. Frank Richardson. Yeah. He was like, nah, you Kali Vegas? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm too. <laughs> so yeah. the big sign is day. I look right past it. Now oh, it's wow. taking on that. But that guy too. But But I appreciate you having me on, bro. No. Best of gonna, luck with everything. Oh, no, bro. we're going to do it again, man. You know, so this is the first okay. of many. Um, we, You know, it's the Less Together um, podcast, you know featuring myself you know hosting um and we have the the world famous kelly vegas i gotta give you a round of applause sir you know thank you <laughs> thank you for that thank you so much man um thank you yeah no me. i'll hit you up and yeah you know I, I need to come i need to fly i need to come out to atlanta man i need to come out you, you should you, you really yeah. should it's it, well you know what by the time once your thing gets in production i mean for the you gotta do it in store for the u.s and i got oh, this but I, we're gonna you come here to do that we're going to work on it. We're going to work on that. For All sure. right. Yeah. Thank you so much, <laughs> we'll man. Do. I appreciate All you. All right, man. You take care. All right, now. Yeah. You too. Bye -bye. Peace.